welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is... One One Kiss kiss Means Forever! This is the podcast where we drop in again on our favorite winter pastime to see how the love is going. Is the love going? Are we going for this? Are we chasing that romance dream? Anyway, this is the kind this is the podcast where we talk about your favorite made for TV movies in a loving yet uh negative way. <laughs> we love them, but we rip them. Loving to negative. I like I like that. I like that a lot. Um, uh, the kind of made-for-TV romance that you see on on Hallmark, Netflix, Lifetime, and tonight we have uh, something not new, but the network is relatively. Well, we we've done ABC Family before, so yeah, you're right. Um, as as promised, we are continuing our Cutting Edge series. We're doing the Cutting Edge Three: Chasing the Dream, which aired on ABC Family on March sixteenth, two thousand eight. Uh, and this is the little blurb, and I forget where I got it, so it might be something official, and it might be like IMDb. I don't care. Uh, when world-class skater Zach's chances to compete at ice skating's highest level are thwarted by an injury to his partner, he must find a new skater quickly or face the reality of not competing at all. And it stars Matt Lanter and... Francia Reza. Reza. That's how I would say that. Um, Beautiful. So I, I real before we go into this thing, I feel like when we dropped this the first episode of Cutting Edge 2, so many people were like, there's a sequel. And so the answer is, there are three. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Guys, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> February is a long month this time, so. <laughs> oh, All right, yes. let's chase. Let's chase this dream. Somebody should have been called Chase if the if this was the right. Yes. we're going to talk about names because I have feelings. Oh, okay. I'm very excited. So Zach Conroy, played by Matt Lanter, is a figure skater who is known to push things a bit too far for his skating partners. He's pissed to have placed second in the last competition, so he pushes his partner Celeste too much in practice, causing her to fracture her ankle. Now he's without a partner, his coach is pissed, and he's super moody because no one will skate with him. When a local hockey team kicks him off the ice for their own practice, he's crabby enough to challenge them to a hockey duel. (laughs) And the one person who is beating him keeps, for some reason, doing figure skating moves. Shocker, shocker, shocker. (laughs) That hockey player, played by Francia Reza, is Alex, or Alejandra Delgado. I don't speak Spanish, in case that is unclear. Uh, You got it. While she loves figure skating, she couldn't afford to continue, so went with hockey like her brother. Zach wants to skate with her, but she is sure she's not good enough. Zach's coach, Brian, agrees that she's, you know, not good enough. Celeste gets what Zach is seeing, but doesn't think there's enough time to, like, get her up to speed. But also, she's really his only option. Yeah, she's not half bad. Plus, she's pretty. (laughs) 
So after a few weeks, when Alex and Zach are getting along, but Brian is still unhappy, he disses Alex to her uh, brother Bobby, which starts a fight. Alex and Zach break it up, but Brian quits. So the pair go to find another coach and convince Jackie, Jackie Dorsey, our good friend Christy Carlson Romano from the other movie we did two weeks ago, um, they convince her to work with them. She is hesitant and chilly, but also interested and agrees. Her one rule is that they do not sleep with each other. Da da da. <laughs> Zach and Alex practice and practice and practice. And it's, you know, not going great, but they're also not giving up. Zach moves into Alex's family home slash restaurant so they can be, you know, more in sync. You know, it's their version of tying themselves together. Uh, and by the time of nationals, they have a routine and have maybe developed a little bit of a crush on each other. Maybe kind of, sort of. They're doing great until a simultaneous spin. This part really upset me. I'm just going to put it out there. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Zach sees Celeste and Brian, his old coach, kissing, which breaks his concentration, and he kicks Alex in the head with his skate. My, That's like my true fear about ice skating. <laughs> just like encompassed in its, in a moment. Yeah. And, you know, she, surprise, goes down hard uh but girl is a fighter so she gets back up and they finish the routine and even with this horrific accident they still place fourth (laughs) but it keeps them out of international competition i cannot believe they placed at all when he kicked her in the fucking head (laughs) but she gets up and she does it and she even like does a thing where she's she goes head first down onto the ice and through his legs like i'm sure that doesn't feel good when you have a head injury (sighs) i mean it's one of those things where i'm like this is a made for this is a made for tv movie and i'm having like physical reactions (laughs) on the couch (laughs) the power of art we need to talk more about this moment oh Um, oh we will we will Anyway, furious with himself and at Brian and Celeste for keeping the relationship from him, Zach takes all the blame, because yes, um, but Alex insists that she's fine. And wouldn't you know, the third place team was actually caught doping, so they do get to go to the competition in Paris. Miracles of miracles. So back to training they go. Yeah. uh, Literally just the other day, I heard that this happened with the 2022 Olympics. The the first place team from Russia is stripped. Yeah. <laughs> so now, like, everybody gets to move up. <laughs> anyway. That's so funny. It's so sad, though. It, it's very sad, but don't dope. Just, sure. just trust your, trust your talent. Mm-hmm. Celeste asked to meet up with Zach and skate a bit. Uh, now that she's out of her cast because her ankle, it's not, like healed healed but you know maybe she can do like basics um and they talk about their past and future relationship um as skating partners they used to i don't think they used to date but they used to sleep together yeah they were definitely Um, physical at some point together yeah you know but they're they are like good friends you know in that that way they 
sometimes you can be just like you know yeah yeah they have they have a relationship even if it's not romantic at the moment but someone has followed them and takes what looked like what looks like compromising pictures of them even though those you know quote unquote compromising pictures are like hugs and them skating and a peck on the cheek yeah it's like really not it it, it looks like two people being who who know each other being together in a room yeah <laughs> like I'm, scandalous I, I have a lot of i have a lot of problems with these pictures um with no chaperone right, right exactly they're not chaperoned um at the next practice jackie de- determines that uh, they need to learn the pemchenko a very dangerous move that won the gold medal for her parents, a.k.a. the couple in the first movie, and which is also the thing they were doing in that movie, was designing and learning the Pemchenko. Yeah. While Zach is hesitant, they, can't, they start to practice this move because they realize they can't win without it. So, you know, may as well try. Sure. Might as well. Go out with a bang. Or, you know, a death. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to die, right? For ice Doing skating. what you love? <laughs> <laughs> In Paris, their short program is great. Um, during their press moment, however, the rival American team, who are also the ones to beat, um, bring out the pictures to create controversy and sow discord between the pair. Before Zach can explain the pictures, Alex storms off in a huff, huff. He tries to talk to her in the hotel, but she won't open the door. But Misha, a Russian skater we've been introduced to before, beckons Zach into her room to give him some dirt that she knows. She's a secret that he should be he would be interested in but of course after seemingly hours of zach being in front of (laughs) alex's room she opens the door and sees him enter the russian woman's room causing further upset because she thinks he's a hussy (laughs) the next morning zach enlists bobby uh alex's brother's help in getting alex to forgive him He then meets Celeste and Misha, who explains that Brian is the source of the photos because not only was he having Celeste followed, he's also been sleeping around, at least with Misha. Zach then meets Bobby and Alex, who agrees to talk. And they have to, you know, do a walk and talk in order to make it to the rink on time for their free skate. But Alex does decide to forgive Alex and skate with him in competition. Right before they go on the ice, Zach tells Alex that he is in love with her. With tears in her eyes, she insists that they can do the Pemchenko move. Their routine goes amazing, and presumably the Pemchenko then wins them the gold. Yay! Because obviously they do it, and it's perfect, and whatever. Just like the Olympics in the first cutting edge. They've never done it before, but they do it perfect this one time. Well, once the man says, I love you... The you know instead of like I love you I know from Star Wars it's I love you we're doing the Pemchenko in the cutting edge. <laughs> I love you Pemchenko. Maybe he, <laughs> Mr. Pemchenko should write that in the instructions. The only time this can work is if the two people are in love. <laughs> Do we think he's still alive? Hey, I think he could probably be still alive. He'd just be very old. He'd be old. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're not really sure how time works in this universe. So. Oh, we're going to discuss <laughs> that, too. Keep going. <laughs> so, so anyway, their routine um, – sorry, I already said that part. Anyway, they finish their program, and Alex, while not saying anything about love, says yes to skating with Zach forever. And they kiss, and since one, one kiss, kiss means forever, forever. – this duo is going to be a team, even though we know that in this instance, they are not a One Kiss Means Forever because there is one more movie only starring Alex. So we're not sure really what happens with Zach yet because we have to watch the movie. Yes. Yes. So. Oh, my. <sighs> what, what the fuck? <laughs> I got my rubber what the fuck stamp on. Yeah. <laughs> like, ching, ching, ching. I have thoughts and feelings and... Before we get into thoughts and feelings, yes. I have a what the fuck that I think you're really going to enjoy about the location. Okay, go for it. So um, they're in Paris, mm-hmm. kind of, in Paris, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching mm-hmm. the movie and, you know, they're at one point they're at an outdoor cafe. There's a Hotel Intercontinental. Um, and I was like, where did, like, you know, where, I wonder where this was actually filmed because obviously it's not Paris. And then we get the scene where they pull up in front of presumably where the skating happens. And I instantly recognize the building because this building is in Montreal. It is a very colorful glass side. It's like rainbow color. It's beautiful. And it is literally the photo on the cover of my Montreal guidebook from Lonely Planet. (laughs) So my what the fuck is why would you pick the most iconic building of a specific city and claim that it is one that is something else? Like, really? Are you fucking kidding me? Um, so I think we need to talk about time again. Yes, let's do it. Because this movie came out in 2008. We know movie two came out in 2006, where it matched the Olympics happening in 2006. We already have a magic time turner 10 years that didn't happen, but happened. Yes. That we've discussed. And then in this movie, Jackie says something along the lines of, it's been, what, five years since Torino? And I was like, what? Is th- does this movie take place in your future? Yeah, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it must. I, I don't I don't know. I, I mean, I guess... I, I, I can't remember that that skating that he's watching when he's watching his old skate or whatever at the beginning of the movie. Is that the is that the Olympics? I have no idea. Like the thing is when he's watching it, it makes it look like he's watched it a million times. Mm. But also it seems like he picks up like like this announcer maybe has like some verbal like catchphrase kind of thing so he says you know like because he seems to be able to do it like on the fly as well yeah he does it in while the competition's happening too so like if you had told me like oh no that was the skate from the day before i also would buy that yeah i guess that's fair i didn't pick up on the five-year thing from torino but christy carlson romano also does she infer that her marriage is over I was wondering that, too, because she says, after my marriage and the injuries. And I was yeah. like, so you got hurt? And is your, are you not with Alex anymore? Which, the fact that her name is Alex and his name was Alex threw me the fuck off. I, well, that, that was when I, when I said, like, we have to talk about names, because why would you do that? 
know. It was, I kept thinking when I was, while reading through your synopsis, even though I had just watched the movie, I was like, wait, Alex? (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) I feel like this movie is more confusing to me because of stupid choices like that. Where I'm like, (laughs) you know, like there's enough, there's enough like little like clue lines where I'm like, wait, did everybody break up? What's happening? Ah, I also like Chris, they tell us this is in Seattle. So I'm like, how did we all get to Seattle? We were in Connecticut before. I, yeah. Like, and like now Christy Carlson Romano is like teaching skating to children, which like no shade, but like, if she is going to be like an Olympic level coach, you would at least think she would do it at like the rink that her parents built. Yeah. Like it, it just seems so strange that she would end up in Seattle. Like, because also, like, presumably, if she was like, let's say she and Alex did break up, like, even if, she, if they had gone to the West Coast, they would end up in like the California area. Like, I. I I just don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I know we're not meant to think this hard about this stuff, but <laughs> at least give us something. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, there. there's just a lot of things that I have questions about. Like, I just, I, I have questions about the costuming. Oh because gosh, always. I mean, yes, to, very 2008, but also, also like, there are so many shots of her specifically training in jeans. Of jeans. Alex training or Christy Cross yeah. and Romano? Yeah. No, Alex training for the, you know, it's not it's not the Olympics because I don't think it's an Olympic year. I think that's kind of what they mean by like it's this. It's the international, international competition. Yeah. Like whatever. But like training for a major competition in jeans. Jeans. Yeah. What? No. Like, you can't be a pro athlete training in jeans. That's not a thing. No. <laughs> but I, there was also I, – I, I, they also, I feel, dressed up Christy Carlson Romano to feel older. She was in a lot of big sweaters. A lot of big sweaters. And there's one – I'm going to just say my anti-pretty parade right now. There's, there's when they're first starting to train, this first um, time on the ice, she is in like literally like this long, flowy-sleeved t- sweater tunic thing, which makes her look like she's like an old Russian ballet teacher. <laughs> because when you're a guru, you have to have flowy sleeves. It's right. the rule. She, she entered her muumuu era very early. <laughs> And I don't think she cracked a smile the whole movie. No, no, she really didn't. She was pretty, she she really was the, like, adult in the room. <laughs> like, in, in, a, in the weirdest way. It was very strange. Um, okay, the other, another question I had. So, she, we go to his house. He is, like, he, you know, he's. He's from a wealthy family. He's, like, raised by his estranged grandfather who just, like, throws money at him. So he has this big, beautiful house on a lake with a pool. Like, there, what did, like, five bathrooms or something. For, yeah. he, he lives alone. And he moves into her family restaurant where she lives with her parents and her brother? 
I have that same note. And I said, why is he staying at this restaurant and not his giant house? And I think it might be so her brother can look after them, but he'd have a room if he came into that big house. And one of the things that they talk about while he's training is he's like not in good shape. Like he he's like he's like weak or whatever and i go maybe it's the shitty bed that they set up for him in the middle of the fucking dining room it's so strange <laughs> wouldn't you want your athletes to be like in the be comfortable like why well and also like the way they make it seem is like they're also like they just eat at the restaurant basically and i'm like you know i love me some mexican food i don't know that that's like the right thing to be on for like competition level training depends for, on like, what you're all eating meals true i mean really good mexican food isn't all like you know fried whatever but no like, i'm not i'm not i'm not even saying you can't have any of it yeah. i'm saying three meals a day yeah i mean i guess so like even one meal a day that's that's just a lot Hey, I don't know. Beans and vegetables. That's how the vegan uh, weightlifter got it. You know, he eats yeah. a lot. So I don't know. I don't, <laughs> it just seemed like a strange situation. And I was like, I feel like these people would have like shakes, but fine. You know, like have their their morning smoothies. Yeah. Um, we just don't see it. Yeah. My other thing I really want to say, because there is one line and i forget who says it but i think it might be bobby who says no one blamed you for what happened to zach about him hitting her in the head and my response is i do i blame him <laughs> okay let's let's talk about this moment so they're in the little it's the spinny move where they're simultaneously like you know they're on one leg and the other leg is at 90 degrees and they're sort of like you know if you're in if you're yoga it's like a three-legged dog sort of like situation but they're spinning on the on the ice and so my question to this whole moment is like he presumably gets distracted enough enough to be close enough to her to hit her in the fucking head. So I guess they're inching closer. But he sees them kiss, Brian and Celeste. When you are spinning at that velocity, I'm not sure you'd be able to focus on anything enough. Not even, But spotting someone specific in a crowd to see them clearly enough to be kissing someone while you're competing, I call bullshit. Like, I just call bullshit. Fair. Very fair. I mean, th there's so much about this moment that is confusing to me because, first of all, like, we learn that Brian has been begging Celeste to marry him for two years, apparently. Apparently. So, really, Alex had no idea? None? Like, I don't, did, I he don't know. did he have his head up his own ass for, like, the two people you spend the most time with, you didn't realize they were, like catching feels of any yeah. kind and like having a closer relationship than they used. Like, I just, I don't really understand it. I agree. Second of all, like why he has a reaction, like, Oh my God, my girlfriend is kissing somebody. But I'm like, we've already established that you're like f catching the feels for Alex. So like, do you care? Like why your reaction to this was like really strange. I mean, I think that he could still have feelings for her and also feelings for Alex, but I I feel like I like I, I do agree that 
Well, I'm not even saying that he can't have a feeling about it, but for him to have such a immediate reaction that he loses all concentration about what he's doing feels a little far-fetched to me. You know, it's sort of like, maybe it's like, it's like I can see him being like, ugh, and like, but also you have that like, I can't think about this right now. I have to deal with this later moment. And I feel like that would happen if he was walking down the street where you're like, I can't handle this right now. You know, like, and let alone in the middle of competition with a knife on your foot. I, um, I just feel like he wouldn't have even seen it. Yeah. You know? I no, don't think I mean, it's physically possible. It's so strange. Yeah. And then, like, you know, I, I blame him because he is the professional. I do want to know, like, what was, like, she didn't seem to notice that this was happening either. Um you know, okay, his concentration's gone. He's not noticing that they're inching closer together. In theory, she needs to be part of that, too. I would, I mean, I'm not a skater, but I feel like it would be really hard in that particular move to know, to, to have any control about where you're spinning. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think she could move away without breaking the move, right? Maybe. I don't know. I don't, here's the thing. I, the physics of the move are confusing to me because I feel like it would be sort of hard to, like, if you're doing it really well, you're supposed to stand and, like, be in one spot and spinning. So what are the physics in terms of actually, like, moving on the ice a lot? I don't know. Because, it, I mean... You're supposed to look like you're kind of close to each other, but I think you're still like two, three feet away. Like it's yeah. not like you're you're not actually in danger. You like, and it's it you're like clearly not in danger. Like because every time I've seen skating, I feel like what you see with those moves is like when they get docs points, it's things like oh their spins were not like synced up time wise. Like one person was spinning faster than the other. Yeah. And, like, that's the hard part, not so much the, like, don't kick the other person. Fair. Like, I, I just, I want to know how they managed to, like, migrate that far. It's a good question. And if you are ice skating people, we would love to hear from you. And you can uh, X at us <laughs> or write to us on Instagram at uh, one kiss means forever, um, one and four numerals. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Speaking of physics, I hate to move from this particular no, move. No, we, we, we absolutely can. Do you think the Pemchenko is actually possible? I don't quite understand it because I feel like – so what it is, if I'm understanding, yeah. is you – the man twirls the girl by her feet up into the air – so that she ends up with her head up and her feet down, mm-hmm. like in the correct, like, he throws her like a slingshot mm-hmm. up into the air, so high that she can do some twisty things, mm-hmm. and he can do a jump that moves, and he lands, and they and he catches her, basically. Right? Yeah. So I, it was, it's a, it's a, what they did in this movie was a little bit different than I remember in the OG cutting edge, which I haven't seen to prepare for this movie. Um, I, it's been, you know, a couple of years since I saw it on 
TV and whatever. And so, yes, yes, you're right. He spins. So he has to dip her down enough to throw her up. So he has to be strong enough and she has to be light enough to put her to 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 get her up that high without smacking her head on the ice when he goes into the downswing she goes up she he spins and then what i thought i remembered from the original cutting edge is she spins and then lands by herself in a one-legged backwards thing but in this way he he fought he kind of follows her and catches her while she lands and then she does the little one-legged backwards thing i think i think that was in the original okay i, I mean it, i don't think they were like, oh, she like cause she goes so high. Yeah, she has to. Right, she has to, but she's going like seven feet in the air. Like this it's, is why it's so high. My question is: Is this actually? A- I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know that this is possible at all with normal sized people. I think you have like, to have a really small girl and a really big man. A really strong man like i almost think it's probably easier if he's not that tall no i think he has to be because in order to get her down and to go up he had like his arms length like you know from length to floor i think it'd be easier if he was bigger and then he Mm -hmm. can technically get her down farther to throw her up higher and then you know but then he jumps so you don't want him like that you have to throw her higher i i don't know i i don't know (laughs) I mean, it seems okay. Speaking of, like they decide they need to do the Pamchenko in this because they can't win without it. Like they're not going to be perfect. Sure. But they say to do the Pamchenko, you have to be flawless. So I don't understand if they have to be flawless in order to do the move, but they have to do the move because they are not flawless. Conundrum. I what's. <laughs> Please just be perfect. Claire, you just have to be perfect right. no matter what. Do the thing that you have to be perfect at because you're not going to be perfect seems like flaws. I agree. I think it's like you're not if you're you have to be perfect but perfection might not win over Ben Hollingsworth. Um <laughs> so you have to do something impressive and be perfect. Right, like I I just I felt like they they set it up strange. Agreed. But they just want to get that Pamchenko. It's just fun to say. Yeah. It is fun to say. I will agree. Should we jump into Hallmark Carmarks? We've been talking for like almost half an hour. I know. Well, there's a lot of what the fucks. There's a lot of what the fucks. And I can't wait to have more what the fucks in the next one. <laughs> yes, Hallmark Hallmarks. Okay. So my first one is, surprise, it's a girl. <laughs> I have that one too. Um, uh, we do have um, at the very beginning even though she's not the person uh, exes are working together true true Um, unwarranted antagonism Mm -hmm. we have two rival blondes for a minute we have Misha and Celeste (laughs) yeah I mean I, I would call them rival blondes even though they aren't really she sees them as rival blondes even if they're not actually right um we have two versions of culture clash because we've got the white boy and the mexican girl and upper class lower class situations absolutely 
sage wisdom from mom. He's the only one who sees her talent. <laughs> uh, we have a few montages. Um, mm-hmm. Before this, we had a, uh, right before he works out with them on the ice, it's a, like a footloose, um, moody workout montage. And then there's the montage of them playing, which is like, look at me, I'm impressive montage. Um, and then my last montage I'll talk right now about is training montage. You're going to train it up, get good. Yep. Um, they are warned not to fall in love with each other. True. His car won't start. <laughs> yep. Um, there is an interrupted kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, I have parents are dead, but life doesn't seem too hard. <laughs> well, it is hard because he's he, he's an emotionally immature. Sure. That's what makes it hard. Sure. Um. And we have storming out without letting someone else explain, someone explain anything, just like full on, don't get any context. Absolutely. Um, and they do the impossible move. Woo-hoo. Wonderful. Pretty parade? Pretty parade. I've already talked about the skating jeans, which is an anti. Um, I had one. Okay. She is wearing this like purple button-up coat in Paris when she's mad at him that I really liked. I thought it was cute. It looked kind of like military but also like like a plum purple that mm. I thought was cute. Um when they are at one when they're when they're um at the beginning of the movie when they're going through their binder full of women women skaters um and they're drinking they're talking about whether or not he can actually like work with someone else um they're drinking out of this like beautiful colored glass decanter when mm-hmm. like wine glasses and i just really liked it as a set um i also really liked when he's convincing alex to be his partner for the first time they're doing this really pretty river walk which i assume is still montreal but it's supposed to be seattle um and I have one anti that's not what I talked about before with um, Christopher Cross and Romano's Google, uh, not Google's, guru outfits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the dick team, Bright and Halyard, um, the first time we see them skate in competition, they're wearing the ugliest, like, red, red, mostly red outfits with these gold, like, thick necklines and these weird flourishes. But he is wearing... The, like that as a shirt, but his bottom looks like gray slacks with a black black belt. <laughs> so it looks like he's skating in dress pants. <laughs> it's so ugly. It doesn't match the shirt at all. Oh my God, it was gross. Yeah, there's a lot of questionable uh, skating outfits. I just like don't even go into the skating outfits anymore. I'm like, eh, they're bad. We know that, that. One needed a, that one needed a talk sure. though. Sure. Across the universe? <laughs> well, I think you should start. Okay. I have a lot. Okay. Um, you know, they're they're quick. Um, yeah. My, the first one I have is that, you know, this is another Alex, which is, we've already talked about. The fact that, why would they name it Alex? Why did you do this? Right. Um, it feels like all of these movies start with uh, slow, kind of silent skating into a competition mm-hmm. um so yep. i wanted to note that yep um we have our topic moment topic you have to have it have, yeah um they mention this is so stupid um and i'm sure this is 
this is a, a thing that they say about all competitions, but they talk about one of the competitions being the Pan Pacifics. Grand Prix. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's strictly ballroom. It will always make me feel a strictly ballroom when they dance the Pan Pacific Grand Prix and they do the Paso Doble. Uh, man, I love that movie so much. Great movie. Um, well, we've you mentioned it for a second, but Ben Hollingsworth is the main competition. Yeah, that was my last one. Was um, okay. you know, we, he's a fresh face <laughs> from Hallmark Land in our cutting edge movies, which yeah, we'll talk more next week, I'm sure. But um, I have a few more. Great. Uh, so Christy Carlson Romano says, "Go for gold." Right before they start the competition, which is almost the tagline of her movie, which was going for the gold. Yeah. So I just, I didn't know if that was intentional or not, but I noticed. I hope so. Um, and then the last thing, very stupid. So they have a lot of like dirty dancing esque moments when he's trying to lift her and they keep falling. Uh, a la the you know when they're doing the lift and dirty dancing and they have to go into the lake. And then their final skate is to She's Like the Wind. Yes! <laughs> that is a beautiful connection, Hannah. I applaud you. Yeah. And that fucking song was in my head all day. <laughs> I will say it's not the Patrick Swayze version, but no, it was still She's Like the Wind. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care who's singing. It is a Patrick Swayze song. So, okay. 100%. <laughs> beautiful. Ugh. Chef's yeah. kiss, Hannah. That was perfect. Did you have any new and noteworthy? Um, I feel like it's not new because I think I've talked about this in one other podcast and I don't remember when. But I love when people are crying and their mascara is a mess. So mm-hmm. at the beginning when she breaks her leg, when Celeste breaks her legs, her mascara is all over her face when she goes into the ambulance. And I was like, love it. Love everything about it. I also appreciated in that moment that she was actually crying. Like she's, she's hurt. Yeah. She like, she's holding it together, but she's still crying. And as somebody who like, I tear up a lot and you know, it's sort of like, sometimes I like don't have control over like if there are tears. (laughs) You're talking to me, Hannah. I understand. (laughs) Like, like when when you're like in pain, where you're like, I'm a, I'm actually handling it okay. There, there's just tears coming out of my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like I'm I'm not sobbing, but like, yeah, your mascara would be all over your face. I love I love that. Um, I really appreciated in this movie how often people were wearing helmets and pads. Yeah, I was like, yeah, because this is a fucking dangerous sport, guys. People get hurt all the time. I did appreciate that, too. Um, that That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and my other one was that they continue to go after the fall. Like, I feel like often that would have been the end of the skate. Mm-hmm. Um, or the end of the part that we see, but we see them finish. Because so. she's not a quitter. No. And she's fine. She's always fine. She doesn't need to be checked out at a hospital, even though she absolutely does. She has a head wound. Um, I I didn't write this down as a note, but I just want to throw this in here because we haven't talked about it yet. And I want to say that it's a new and noteworthy that we get so much. Well, we get a, a lot of stretching and exercise in this. But my noteworthy was her taking off her tank top. (laughs) 
in order to be in her sports bra while stretching and actively checking him out while wearing almost no clothes. Um, I appreciated that. And I wanted to say that that was noteworthy that she was like, you know what, fucking guy, I'm going to take up, I'm going to make you want it. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, illusions to sex and multiple partners in this movie. I noticed, which is not the first time we've ever encountered that, but it doesn't ha- happen in Hallmark movies. So, you know, yeah, it often doesn't happen on made for TV at all. Love it. Did you have a supporting shout out? If pressed, I'd say her brother, but he didn't really make it for me. I am right there with you. If pressed, I would say her brother, but I didn't write anybody down. Yeah. It's just that like Bobby is actually the only like semi-likable character in this movie for me. I I think that's why I didn't write it down. I'm like, he's the only person I like at all. So like, whatever. Kiss meter? Kiss meter. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I forgot to put a pretty parade. Um, uh, Only because, um, because I was thinking, who else could I have said for a supporting shout out? And it was Misha. Um, Only because, I don't know if you noticed this, but when she walks away and the first time we meet her, she has a pink rolly bag that has lights on the wheels. (laughs) I didn't realize that she had lights. I did see the pink rolly bag. She is like, I don't don't know if she's actually wearing like Juicy Couture sweatsuit, but that is absolutely what they're going for. Yeah, I appreciated that. Yeah, so. Okay, kiss meter. Um, So they kiss at the... uh, competition on the ice one kiss means forever i gave it a 6.75 okay um i said it was fine they look good kissing but it is so of course super public and i don't think they she never really actually says i love you to him i think no she doesn't um so it feels just kind of meh um i'm right there with you i gave it a seven right um too public all that but i didn't think the contact was bad yeah, so, no, look good. So I'm same page. Perfect. Completely. Would you recommend this movie? <laughs> okay. So since you you said last episode you were gonna hold off on your judgment for all of them. So um for this one, I will I will give my judgment. You know, I would actually say that I would watch this because it was fun. Uh, they're very attractive people, and you see their bodies. And the skating, the skating, that whoever they their stunt people were, were really, really good. I enjoyed the skating a lot. This was a lot easier to get through than Cutting Edge 2, <laughs> Go for the Gold. Um, so I said, if so far, if you had to choose, this one is fine. Yeah, so I said, you know, obviously, unquestionably... I would watch the first one or Dirty Dancing over this movie, clearly, because I'm not crazy people. <laughs> um, but I can make a judgment on movie two. You don't need to watch it. No need to watch <laughs> go into this movie. This movie is much more watchable than two for me. So, yeah. yeah. Like, is it a required watch? Absolutely not. But, like... You, you you can skip two and go right to three if you're looking to like get extra cutting edge. Extra extra cutting edge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh. Well, friends, what a time. We still have one more cutting edge. We have extra extra cutting edge extra. for you coming at you. Um oh. And Hannah alluded to the ending of, or this one, maybe it's not a One Kiss Means Forever, H-E-A, so uh, 
we'll see what happens. Yeah. So thanks for going on this journey with us, everyone. Um, I'm so glad that we have all we have introduced you to a whole new made-for-TV movie continuation of movies that you've seen. Extended universe. <laughs> yes. The extended cutting edge universe that C- apparently nobody knew about. The CEEU. <laughs> So um, make sure that you are following us on Twitter, X, or Facebook, Instagram, all those places. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. Um, as it is February, February, we are trying to live tweet as many of these Austin movies as possible. We're probably not going to get all of them, but we'll, we'll do a decent job, I think. Yeah. Um, And if you know anything about the physics of ice skating and you want to show us your ancient diagrams like our um, in this movie of (laughs) weathered ice skating um, uh, moves. um, Anyway, you can scan them and email them to us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. That's all spelled out as you see it on our logo. Um, and thank you, as always, to Flint Pastors for our intro outro music. His stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, and we will see you in a couple weeks for Cutting Edge 4. Topic! <laughs> I'm sure it'll be in there. It has to be! It has to be. Bye! Bye!